good evening, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of R&R, the Rocks and Roots podcast. This, this will take off, Cranky, shut up. This will take off the R&R podcast. We're going to like rebrand the whole thing in 2022. Anywho, I am one of your hosts, Tumbles, and looking at me begrudgingly and shaking his head is... Cranky on the other side of the state, and I am still vehemently opposed to this R and R rebrand. But we are coming to you with two very, very special guests. We would like to welcome Rue McKenrick and Layla Grace. They are the president and vice president of the American Perimeter Trail. Hooray! Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> uh, thank you. But this is you. a That's new trail. <laughs> um, currently, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but currently it's approximately 12,000 miles long. It connects the AT, the PCT, and the CDT. So this is absolutely amazing. And when completed, it will be over 14,000 miles long. Um, do I have that right, guys? Yeah, you're the mileage expert. <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'll take that one. So, yeah, give or take. You got oh, it. Oh, well, absolutely fantastic. Can I just interject for one second? Because when Cranky sent me the information and you guys were up for coming on the show... I was all excited, and this was Sunday when he sent me the information. So I, I was talking to my boyfriend. I'm like, oh, "This is amazing! I we're getting uh, some people that created a trail here. This is great." And you know, when you look at a word, and it's a very normal word, and you kind of get a brain fart on how to pronounce the word. So I was like, "These people are they they they're hiking and creating the American Perimeter Trail." And, and so and so he looked at me he's like perimeter do you mean perimeter and and it was like wow the dumb is really strong with me today yes the perimeter trail so yes these folks have created and are hiking the american perimeter trail so thank you guys so much for coming on the show forgive the dumb and we're looking forward to chatting with you tonight oh i call it the perimeter trail too oh really Okay. Yeah, just to myself. Oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I mean, I think it's great. And when people ask how to spell it, I'll say perimeter. Perimeter, yeah. It. Yeah, it's a, it's a helpful device. <laughs> Phonetically, that's awesome. I kind of, yeah. I didn't do quite the same thing, but it took me, every time I look at it, it takes me a second or two to translate it in my head. So, yeah, I don't know what it is about the word perimeter when it's written, <laughs> written out, out, but... <laughs> Um, Appalachian, a- yeah, Appalachian, Appalachian, Appalachian. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, so let's jump in. Um, I definitely want to talk about the trail. Um, that's going to be a really, really informative conversation because uh, when you guys reached out, you had commented on a map that we put up on our Instagram of the International Appalachian Trail, and that's how we first heard about you guys. And neither one of us had heard of this trail before you reached out. So thank Thank you you. for reaching out. So this is researching for this episode has definitely been an education. But before we get into detail on that, uh, let's start with your background. So do you each want to tell us a little bit about when you started hiking, what got you into hiking, and maybe some highlights? Sure. Um, Layla, I'll go ahead first. (laughs) So... 
So my name's Ruma Kenrick, and I kind of wear two hats with the work Layla and I do together. I do the scouting and backpacking uh, piece of it, and I'm also the creator of the conference and the executive director. And I, uh, as far as the background, I mean, I without, I mean, essentially, like all through my twenties, I often worked for six months and then backpacked for six months. Um, a lot of different long trails, a lot of different years, a lot of... Di- I started, I guess, 20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago. I'm 41 right now. So a little over 20 years ago, backpacking. And um, during the time, I had many great <laughs> experiences. It was... I always got turned towards it. I took I took some years off here and there um, over the last two decades. And then, um, you know, that was basically led up to deciding in 2019 to start the American Perimeter Trail and to start the conference. So, I mean, I can't pin it to one thing. I, I, I will say to your listeners that um, I am in, I'm speaking with you from Bend, Oregon now, and this has been my home for most of my life, but I am from Pennsylvania. And uh, I grew up right off of the Appalachian Trail. And so... Uh, even once upon a time, owned a cabin in Pine Grove, which is the halfway point of the Appalachian Trail. And so I have a history there of growing up in Appalachia and um, and, and a lot of backpacking there as well. Um, it's just now I'm, I call Oregon my home. So that's a little bit about me. We love Pine Grove. Very yes, uh, we're both nodding and smiling, which oh, are, you can't see. But yes, Pine Grove is an amazing section of the AT. That's fantastic. Yeah, that was my home for a while. So, And how about you, Layla? <laughs> Give us your background. Uh, so I'm Layla Grace. I am the vice president of the American Perimeter Trail Conference. And when Rue is on trail, I am the hike coordinator. I you know, grew up car camping and little day hikes with my parents and did the same thing with my kids. And then, uh, gosh, um, 2019 got introduced to backpacking. My first experience backpacking for everyone that, you know, loves the Appalachian Trail, especially in Pennsylvania, was the Palmerton Scramble. I I was not told what I was doing. I was just told this is a challenge. You're up for challenge, right? And I said, sure, as long as I can bail out. And, you know, you climb up and you round that corner and there's that rock face. Um, So that was my introduction to backpacking. And obviously I took to it. And most of my backpacking is on the AT, probably in Pennsylvania, just because it's local to me. I'm based out of Philadelphia. Okay. And, um... Yeah, I've done a little bit in Virginia and a little bit in New York and New Jersey and Massachusetts. And I just fell in love with it. And um, just so everyone's not confused, I did not know Rue prior to, uh, gosh, December 2019. Um, I found him on Instagram. And um, so even though we're both Pennsylvania, well, he was a former Pennsylvania resident. Um, I didn't know him prior to this, so I jumped into the project after he'd already been out for about six months or so and volunteered to help him with a back injury and then suddenly found myself volunteering to do a whole lot more. That's that incredible. Is great. And that's one of 
one of the good things about the internet and Instagram and social media, um, we've talked on the podcast before about the detrimental effects of social media, but that is really, really good to hear, hear that there are people out there using it to connect and create wonderful things. So that is fantastic. What um, sections in Virginia have you done, if you don't mind? Because we're working on Virginia right now. Just the northern. So Harper's Ferry. I know that's West Virginia. Um, south to uh, Manassas. Okay. Oh, so. nice area. Nice section. Yes, right. very nice. And, and little bits in Shenandoah National Park. That's our favorite place. My kids and I love to go. I don't blame you. We're working through our way through Shenandoah right now. More like we can't wait until it's over in Shenandoah National Park. We've been going for long yeah, it's enough just, now. Yeah, as section <laughs> hikers, it's just taken us forever. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's start getting into uh, the American Perimeter Trail. Um, again, hearing about this last week was so exciting that someone took on. Because it's one of those things that's, you know, kind of, I guess... Anyone who's a hiking nerd, I guess, has kind of pontificated about one at least once. Like, what if someone connected uh, the three trails? That would be really cool. And you guys actually have done it. So that is incredible. Can you just tell us the history of how this all started? Yeah. Sure. Um, do you want me to start, Layla? <laughs> I think so. It was really yeah. your idea. I okay. I came okay. into the project once you'd already passed a couple trails. Sure, we'll, we'll bring her in in a second here. Um, I so after completing, you know, when I completed the Triple Crown, it, it was uh, before um, like the, uh, technology and cell phones and stuff like that. And um, I had during that process, like. I guess by the time I was completing the Triple Crown, I didn't really f understand why I was doing this anymore. Like, I, it, I was kind of questioning why I would spend uh, these times alone or uh, away from from home or friends. And uh, what was the bigger, what's the bigger goal here? And so sometime after that probably over 10 years ago i thought of the american perimeter trail it wasn't anything it was it wasn't something i sat down and tried to plan out i really was just having a normal day and it popped into my head and i thought it would be great if someone hiked that but i knew hiking it would be uh you know that would be a certainly an experience on its own but what about building the actual trail and so Right from the get-go, it was I just kind of received it as I'll hike this trail and then I'll build it. And so over the next ten years, I um, just forgot about it often, and sometimes it would revisit me. And uh, in 2018 and 2019, I started hearing the calling again. I don't know how else to to speak about it, and I decided I was going to just go for it and start this hike. And then build the conference and the nonprofit piece who's actually going to build the trail uh, into play as I backpacked. It wasn't a very good plan. <laughs> um, it was kind of a fool's errand. You know, I didn't start with hardly any money at all or support. And I just was told by people and then also like inner guidance was saying, just go. It was one of these situations where it's like, if you build it, they will come. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know it's super cliche, but it's kind of makes sense for me in this situation. Um, and so I went along and people 
had an interest in it and um, I was able to get support that way and then uh, some gear companies jumped in and helped with some gear and it, and it was you know that was over uh, two and a half years ago and here we are so um, so my intention was to hike the whole route I had no idea what it was going to look like there wasn't a pandemic when I started and truth be told I never even thought about uh, like connecting the triple crown like it, it it wasn't my goal um okay. yeah we didn't even i don't know if i tell you the truth about this um it's gonna come out okay so here's the truth um <laughs> here's an honest god truth okay there are other people that are out there attempting to connect the triple crown and there's other people that have projects like that trying to do a continuous triple crown as opposed to like something like the American discovery trail that just goes straight across, um, something that you could fluently, um, <laughs> I notice I'm waving with my finger, but people out there can't see the, the video. That's okay. Uh, you guys can, <laughs> yes. um, but anyways, uh, so we knew that people were out there doing that. We had people, uh, anyways, we knew that was going on. And, uh, Layla and I, like the other night were drawing up some new maps for just, uh, for our website or promotional or, or what have you. And um, we did some maps that evening. And then the next morning or next day, like I was looking at the maps and I realized that I had connected the triple crown. And I, I, had okay. I did that without even I, realizing it. I did it last yeah. summer. I did it last summer and I didn't know until now we didn't, we just didn't. We've we, been so focused on completing <laughs> the whole loop. When you look at that map and you see the solid red line versus the dots We've been so focused on that for two years and managing the pandemic and so many other parts of this that the Triple Crown really was an afterthought. That connection piece was, it really was an afterthought. Oh, wow. It just well kind of happened. Yes. <laughs> it was meant to be. And, and part of that, too, is like we're a conservation organization. So, like, we're more, the backpacker accolades don't really, that's not what I'm in the, that's not what we're doing. You know, when I'm out there backpacking, I'm working and I'm scouting and trying to figure out how we can make these connections and stuff. And it just like, honestly, it was a byproduct of the work. Like that was not the intention. It just kind of happened. And then we like let people know so they could celebrate with us. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, we missed. Um, but let's have fun with this. And so uh, there are, you know, it's one that I guess that's been noted, but there's been a lot of really fun kind of byproducts and things that have come out of the main mission. But uh, hopefully just that kind of accomplishment will um, help some people like come in and learn about what we're doing as far as the conservation board. So, oh, and the trail building. Yeah. That is wonderful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was looking at the map of your trail and yeah. I, I guess the first thing that, came to my mind is like why isn't the new england in the northeast included and that's just me being extremely selfish because we live where we live in new jersey yes. <laughs> so can you explain a little bit as to why you kind of bypass that area yeah um so maybe i Layla, do you even want to talk about that or and then i'm gonna add in um kind of dovetailing yeah. on that question could you maybe start with just like what is the basic route we'll post it again on our instagram but um what is the just in general the basic route and then why did you skip new england 
Okay, I didn't expect this to be like a tell-all, but I'll, I'll <laughs> we'll go with it here. So, so yeah, we're journalists. Told, we're we're yeah, I know, the truth. I know. So, truth be told, um, the route uh, has always just been a fragment of my imagination. So, okay. like when, so when I uh, before I left, there was a nonprofit I was working with, and they before the conference existed, before the nonprofit existed. This is when I left Bend, Oregon, in 2019. Um, and there was someone who uh, helped me uh, with the website, um, and they were like, "Hey, you're leaving in like a couple of days. I need a picture of the map to go up." And I, I seriously scribbled something on a napkin, took a screenshot, and sent it to them. So, <laughs> uh, and then they, they I, and I—that's what happened because this was never—I didn't plan this route out because it, it didn't make any sense to me. It was futile. I didn't, there wasn't any need for me to really get super involved in that besides seasons and how the seasons would line up, but I knew it was going to change. The American Perimeter Trail will change every single year, just like the Appalachian Trail does, you know, and just like the Pacific Crest Trail does. Right, that makes sense. Except except in the young years, and you'll see this with the other long trails, in their younger years, they have huge changes. You know, and as time goes on, those changes get smaller and smaller because mm-hmm. they have a better idea where they want to be. So um, so I knew that I was going to start heading south on the PCT. I had in my mind like routes, hundreds of routes all over the country. And what I ultimately came up with was a process that was sometimes day to day, week to week. Layla, maybe you can talk about that supporting the trip like that. It. I, I think there's a couple things. One, just to clarify, when you look at our map right now, what is traced is the first scouting hike. So what the actual American Perimeter Trail will look like will change. Um, if okay. you go way back, like if you open up actually like our YouTube videos from the one year and the two year, you can watch a progression of the maps and see that it actually went out to the Florida Panhandle came back up, essentially went up the AET, up all the way up into Maine, and then came over there. But as we all know, March 2020 hit, and a pandemic came and threw a wrench into everything. So that really changed what he was doing and how he was hiking and then how we were supporting. Because prior to that, and Rue, you can kind of correct me where I'm wrong there. I, I feel like he had a bit of an idea where he was going because, you know, a, a standard through hike, you're going into towns and you're resupplying in towns. He resupplied out of boxes that I sent him. You know, he'd give me a destination and we'd, we'd send him a box. When the pandemic hit, we went from, you know, a box occasionally to a box every single week. Mm-hmm. So, and he would send me that location and I'd have to brush and get it together and get it out there. So it, it made for a very, very challenging time because uh, we on were trying to find pandemic. on top of a pandemic. Um, and, you know, that really actually brought our community together. It's been incredible that we had a lot of people with us. And then when the pandemic hit, we actually grew and got even more support, which was amazing. I probably, you know, me getting out there and saying, he's going to live out of a box and I need help filling the box. Uh, it, it really dictated the route. And then as he was making his way up, you know, those of us that live up here towards the Northeast and New England know that we were a hotspot for months. And right. we had a lot of concerns about COVID. 
he had a lot of concerns about COVID. He wasn't on the Appalachian Trail. So trying to make his way towards New England, staying off the Appalachian Trail, it didn't make a lot of sense for his own time frame to try to get back and turn west, as well as staying out of hotspots. Mm-hmm. And I'll just I'll just add to that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I when I was coming east across the southern tier of the United States, um, I had every intention of uh, traveling down into Florida, I had every intention of going into New England um these were areas that there was major safety concerns and Mm -hmm. i mean honestly like probably at the end of the day i didn't have a choice because whether you would have personally done that with your backpacking or not or what decisions you would have made like i'm a supported backpacker so what that means is like if i make decisions there's consequences for that so um i imagine that would have been the end of the support um, if I had turned into Florida or into New Jersey or New York. And so then the trip would have been over anyways. So what we did instead was intense and uh, pretty outrageous. And so what happened is I came up the Appalachians and I already through hiked the Appalachian Trail, but I came up the Appalachians and didn't use the Appalachian Trail. And then Layla had to send resupply boxes to me once a week or once every two weeks. And they were sent to post offices that were standalone, that weren't attached to towns. They're, they have them all over this country. They're in bizarre spots. But um, So I didn't hitchhike. I wasn't around. Um, I didn't go into towns. And I got resupplied out of this box for months. And I was by myself the entire time. So I'd see a postmaster like um, once every once week. Once a week, I'd usually see a postmaster, and that'd be the person I'd pretty much see that week. So, and I would say for the modern backpacker, too, you know, we have our phones out and we're documenting and we're checking in. He had his phone off. It, usually, it yeah. was a, I, I got about a daily text, I'm fine, you know, or bad weather, something else, something just so that I knew he was okay. And that was kind of how we functioned. It was really. It was intense on my end. I know it was intense on his end and trying to scramble to find where those post offices were because him just trying to forecast where he was going to be in four days, Mm -hmm. five days because of, you know, all the shipping issues we were all having and experiencing trying to juggle that so that the box was hopefully waiting on him and he's not waiting on a box was just incredible for all of us to manage. Yeah, you can't charge your electronics if you don't go into town. Right. So, um, and, you know, I don't know how many people I would meet, how many backpackers I would meet if I was doing like an Appalachian Trail through hike. Um, But that was 2020 coming up the Appalachians and the route that I took. I didn't see another backpacker all those months. I only, I saw a couple guys at a fish, at a swimming hole, like in, I don't even remember, West Virginia or something. And besides that, on the actual trails that I was using, I didn't see anyone. So it was just, you know, um, even the Penhody, I didn't see a backpacker on the Penhody Trail at all, which is south of the Appalachian Trail. That's a pretty popular trail in its own right. Yeah, the weather was bad, I guess. (laughs) The weather was really bad. It was really bad. Okay. (laughs) How was your mental state? I'm very curious about that. Okay, well, we can get two perspectives here. Okay. Darn it. I, w- I wish uh, 
we shouldn't have invited Layla. Um, anyway. <laughs> I know all the secrets. Uh, okay. Um, you know, bef- it's, okay. So when the, when the pandemic hit and I found out what was going on, I came to it late. I actually found out by going into a town and there were things shut down in that town. And I didn't know. It was the weekend, March 15th or whatever. That was the weekend. Tw- it all went down. Okay. In 2020 <laughs> that that happened. Yep. I came into a town. I crossed the Mississippi, came into a town. It was completely shut down. I had no idea what was going on. I could read the signs that say we're closed for business, but I didn't understand if it was like just this town or I wasn't sure what was going on. And then it became clear to me, like we were contacted by some gear sponsors and said, we're breaking contracts or like don't associate with us. Um, just like even people that are under contract, just like don't uh, don't associate with us because we don't know what's going on. And there were a lot of frightened people, including myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew that go- going with this methodology that I came up with um, to try to traverse this backcountry that wasn't going to be on the main trail now. It's going to be like me piecing it together. I understood that people in long-term isolation that they always have the same results. They start having anxiety and they start having depression. Like this is very common for the human being. It's not healthy for a human being to be alone for long periods of time. We're social creatures. Everyone intuitively knows this. I mean, sometimes we may feel like we want to get away or be by ourselves, but if you actually like put that to the test, you know, a couple of weeks maybe, or I mean, it wouldn't have to be that much, maybe a day or two or something and just see how that feels. And so it was an intense situation for me. And I responded to that just like any human being would. Um, and maybe that's where, you know, by the time I got to Pennsylvania, that was changing. Maybe Layla, that's where you can pick up. I think there's some uh. important background information there, which is you know, he left Bend, Oregon and came south on the PCT and there were people there. And then once he veered off the PCT, right, there really weren't that many people. So the isolation didn't start with the pandemic Mm -hmm. when all of us, you know, here in March, 2020, we're having to start to deal with that. He'd already been dealing with that for months. So we already had a long history. I mean, he hiked across Texas all by himself. And as he was coming up towards the Appalachians, I can remember him talking about this is going to be nice. I'm going to hit the Appalachians. I may go on the Appalachian Trail. I may not. Like it was this. He wasn't sure what he was going to do. But knowing that we're going to get to an area that's populated, that's a trail that's going to be used. We've got the Penhody coming up. We've got the Appalachian Trail coming up. And now we have a pandemic. Now, there's no one. It really changed how he was doing. Um. I'm still amazed that he did as well as he did. Uh, you know, we, we, is I, as I said before, we got those, I got those daily texts, but you know, if he must've had an opportunity to challenge, chan- sorry, charge his phone, we'd get in a phone conversation when we could and right. just kind of touch base and see how things were going. And uh, the weather that spring was atrocious. Uh, that was atro- so much rain, cold weather, um, I was always more concerned about the physical health than I was the mental health because I just had a lot of faith in him. I still have a lot of faith in him because he was just so determined to do that. And knowing that, you know, when he got towards Pennsylvania, that we were going to get him, you know, we were going to have some type of celebration in his hometown. Obviously COVID changed all that, but 
you know, we at least had a goal to work towards. Mm -hmm. And by the time you're on the Appalachians, you can see the end in sight. It's not like you're in New Mexico and you're like, (laughs) okay, now I have to walk all the way to Pennsylvania. (laughs) That's my goal, that Pennsylvania. Wow. Well, man, doing something that not many can boast, that's for sure. I immediately think of the mental state because, you know, just running a 10K for us, you really have to play with your mind to get to that 6.2 miles. So well done, Rue, uh, and well done, Lila. I mean, you, I'm sure you took on a lot of mental <laughs> issues as well through this worrying and anxiety and all that stuff. There was a lot. There was a lot of phone calls with the bad weather or texts like there's a tornado moving in and then I don't hear anything for 24, 36 hours and I'm trying to flip through the news and figure out was he where the tornado was? Where was it? What's going on? And then I get a, you know, another text had no phone service. I'm fine. Like, okay. So we had a lot of situations like that. I bet. A lot. More than I care to remember. <laughs> so if we could back up for just a little bit, can you start? Um, I kind of, I almost wish I had restructured these questions a little bit differently. Um, can you start? Because I would have structured it more just following. I have all these great questions about the trail. I kind of want to know. What was your route? So where exactly did you start? How did you, what route did you use to start moving west? And then how do you go up the Appalachians without using the Appalachian Trail? I know you said the Penhody Trail, but what other um, trails, what other routes did you use heading south to north? Uh, Great question. So Bend, Oregon is a Pacific Crest Trail town, trail town. So that's where you started. That's where I started, and that's also where our organization is based. But it, the okay. organization, but the organization didn't exist at that point in time. So I left. I headed south on the Pacific Crest Trail down to Southern California through the High Sierra Mountains. Um, I had been through there before on the Pacific Crest Trail, and a couple of times on the John Muir Trail. So if you're familiar with that, it, it was that area that I went through. Um, and what time of year did you start? It, w- it was July. So it was right July. Okay. Middle. You know, there was still snow because where I live at elevation, you can yep. still have snow in July. So there was still was some snow. But really uh, what happened was the snow melt was so late that year that the bugs were right in the hiker season, and it was uh, it was a good one. I mean, I don't remember a lot of seasons like that. I've been through a lot of bugs. That one definitely got my attention. <laughs> and uh, so I headed down, like I said, into California using the Pacific Crest Trail. And I here's where <laughs> the route is going to change, okay? Because I this is why it's a scouting route, and I have every intention of going back through. I'm not going to walk the whole way back through, but I'm going back through to change my route. I mean, it's going to change before I even get back on trail this spring. You know, it, between us talking and probably tomorrow, it's going to change. Okay. So this is because it's this living organism. And I don't get to make all these decisions because I made my baby public. So these decisions, you know, now have a membership. The conference has a membership and a board that get to weigh in on these decisions. Anyhow, so I, I got to Southern California and instead of just like cutting across down into Arizona and maybe going over to the Arizona trail or something. I, for some reason I got in my mind that I wanted to go to death Valley. So I kind of like 
turned back around and I didn't go north on the Pacific Crest Trail, but I took another route. Turned like, I don't know if I thought I had all the time in the world to be taking side trips, but I turned back around. I went up through Death Valley. Um, I walked through there. Uh, that is not going to be part of the uh, American Perimeter Trail. If you want to do a through hike through Death Valley, which I did, um, my hat is off to you, but it is extremely dangerous and um, I don't think you should take, you know, I got lucky. Um, we could do a whole think, podcast on just that. That seems I know. Yeah, I know. Well, well I, look, yeah, well, don't get me started. So, <laughs> don't get him started. You'll never get anywhere. Yeah, you'll never get anywhere. We won't make it out of Death Valley. Um, so then, so then I was like, from there, I'm like, okay, I'll piece together this route and see how I can get over to the Grand Canyon. So I made it to the Grand Canyon, and there I picked up the Arizona Trail. Okay. I started going south on the Arizona Trail. Uh, no backpackers, no people, again, the, the entire way going south. Um, was that just the time of year? Or? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, it was just the time of year. Um, there were other people that were in front of me that were attempting, um, but... They made the smart decision and left because uh, after a couple of days of leaving the Grand Canyon, I arrived in near Flagstaff where I hit a huge snowstorm in the backcountry. Um, bad situation, really bad situation. And then I came into Flagstaff and then it dropped another three feet of snow. So, um, And then I had to leave town and go deal with that. And so the people that were up on the Arizona Trail, I, they, if there were people up there, I'm I'm assuming they pretty much just wrote, called it because mm -hmm. yeah. it was late. I mean, I came late. I came late is what happened. And I had been treated for Giardia already during this time. So I wasn't making good progress from um, Nevada over to the canyon. Like I had a week or more. I, you know, I had time off there because uh, I was having serious GI issues. They treated me for Giardia and uh, I continued on after that. So, um, then I just took the Arizona Trail down through Arizona. Um, I cut over to New Mexico, crossed the Continental Divide Trail. Um, my route to New Mexico is too close to the border, in my opinion. It wasn't the kind of backpacking or even just walking. It wasn't even like just the walking experience that I really wanted to have. Um, there was a kind of tension there. Huh. There's a lot of activity. Um, I got stopped constantly. You know, there's people through camp at the night, at night. Um, and if you're finishing the Pacific Crest Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, like, that's fine. Like, if you get into an area, there's a lot of act activity going on. Uh, and I'm just talking about patrolling and the whole thing that comes with having a, a border like that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to. Sorry, yeah. interject again. Mm -hmm. um, you got stopped by border patrol, by migrants, by no, no. I saw act. I mean, I saw uh, migrant activity everywhere. Um, and uh, but no, I was stopped by border patrol. Okay. Um, I mean, and then I would hear like people going through camp at night and stuff, and I never knew if right. it was border patrol or what was going on. But if you, I mean, if you're finishing one of those trails and you're there at the border for like a day something that's great but if you're going to follow it for like a thousand miles it just it, there's this kind of background stress that never really settles okay and so so that route's going to get moved north towards the grand enchantment trail um and then uh and across new mexico and the Connell divide trail which we'll be sharing footbed with i'm not sure the exact mileage but you'll be on there for at least a couple days and wow. uh, um and then the route through texas 
you know, I hiked a route through Texas that I would describe as intuitive hiking because I didn't know where I was going or how I was going to get there uh, because there's so much private land. And I had permissions to travel through certain areas that I can't lend to other people. You know, like I can't go and put on a map, walk yeah. this way because you're going to be crossing private property. And, um, you know, I had one time wherever that happened, like I was able to do that one time, not like. Yay, everyone, come through this ranch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so the the trail in Texas is going to be a real challenge. Mm-hmm. We're up for it. We first had uh, some people do some research around this back in 2020, the beginning of 2020. And so we're looking really forward to that. And a lot of Texans are jumping on to becoming members of the conference Excellent. because uh, they're either excited about it or they want to prove that it can be done because there's so many naysayers that are like, it can't be done. So walking across there, like it was just a sometimes trail, sometimes backcountry, sometimes cross country, sometimes railroad tracks, sometimes two tracks, sometimes I don't know what tracks, sometimes just following a river. Like it was a podgepodge sort of thing. And um, if I got into a private parcel, uh, like as far as camping, I could go into a village and maybe just camp at the church or like ask the church. Um, So that was possible. But, uh, I don't know, over a thousand miles across Texas, kind of cut through Louisiana and uh, Mississippi pretty fast, hitting all the national forest and public lands that I could and stuff that I wanted to see because, like, I was working while I was out there because I'm doing the scouting, but I'm also, like, checking out some things. You're on vacation. Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's not vacation. It was definitely not vacation. I mean, mean, I'm leaving out the glory. I'm leaving out some of the glory stuff here. So, um, we but, are uh, definitely going to uh, have you back on because we're uh, only going to go for about an hour, and there's so many things that I'm thinking of. Yeah, um, so yeah you guys don't mind. I mean, it is like, a 12,000 mile plus trail. I mean, there's a yes. lot to cover. We can never get this through this. And <laughs> no. I came in right when he was in New Mexico and Texas, and like going right into Texas. So that's where I came into the picture. Mm-hmm. So my first introduction to all of this, like being on the the sort of other end instead of just sort of watching and seeing what was going on was Texas. And he's like, yeah, this is just, I don't know where I'm going. We'll figure it out. I'll let you know. (laughs) Okay. But that's how the whole, that is how the whole thing is gone. The entire trip, every time he's, he's out and he's on trail, the entire trip and route has been, I'll let you know. So that's just how we function. I haven't been interested in fooling myself, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't been, I, I've done that before on these long backpacking trips and I just couldn't find a way to fool myself about it. Like I knew that I could make spreadsheets, I could plan everything out, so on and so forth. It would have all been garbage as soon as the pandemic hit anyways, mm-hmm. you know, it really would have been. So, uh, but from there I just went up, uh, I cut over to Alabama, went up the Pinhoti trail, which I'd hiked before. Um, like, uh, not 20 years ago, but a while ago. And, uh, and then I basically kind of roughly followed, you know, this isn't what I followed. I made my own route up the Appalachians, but so that this is like a better understanding and educational piece. And it also like affects the work that we're doing going forward is there's the great Eastern trail, which is more of a route and an idea. Now I used a lot of the same stuff that they use. I didn't have the great Eastern trail whatever i had just 
stacks of paper maps. And so um, Layla oh, would send have. them to me, just like print out of the computer, you know, not like we didn't buy maps, like we're not rich. Um, anyway, so we just like um, stacks of these paper maps and I would sit in like my tent at night and they would be like all laid around me and I would just have my marker and be going through them and I would just do my homework. I remember one time I videotaped myself doing that and Layla was like, oh my God, you're giving me a panic attack just watching that. Because it was just all over, you know, trying to connect these things together and um, control if you chaos. Go to the, <laughs> if you go to the Great Eastern Trails website, they have some little maps, but it's not like the Appalachian Trail where it's continuous. Right. They have a little 30 mile section here and then 50 miles north there's a 10 mile section so there's all of these and we're trying to he's hitting this this is right when the pandemic has hit and i'm a real new backpacker you know still so i'm familiar with the appalachian trail and how that works and now i've got to navigate something that doesn't really exist it's still a concept and i've got to print these maps and get them to him and try to get them in some type of logical order and make sure mm-hmm. that he's not getting ones that are he's passing. So we, it was an adventure to try to go through that. It was a great learning experience. That being said, on my end, it was really neat to learn all of these things and really talk to our community about he's not on the Appalachian Trail. He's on the Great Eastern Trail, which is actually on the western side of the Appalachians, just to confuse you. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is really good to know because we – have heard of the Great Eastern Trail. I think we even in our last episode mentioned it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but to realize that it's not, it's more of a concept and not a trail um, is very, very good for people to know and realize. And and that's the same as the APT, you know? (laughs) That's why the conference exists because, I mean, that's our our battle cry is let's build it. We're not saying the whole trail's there. We're saying there's a lot of work to be done, decades of work. So that's why, that's why the conference exists. And, and I just want to say the great Eastern trail is a friend of the American primary trail conference. So shout out to them. Excellent. I know, um, because I, then I, I will have to, uh, change what I said from last week where you really, when you're creating a new trail, like there's a, a new trail going through New Jersey into New York and it's just a bunch of little trails being put together. I said there's really not a place anymore where you can cut new trail. It's just a bunch of different trails put together. No, I'm sorry I said that at all. I can only imagine what Texas is like. So there is a whole new frontier in Texas that we have to conquer now. <laughs> and the the Appalachian route, you know, it... Uh, yeah, there were some gnarly bushwhacks. It's Appalachia. Um, there were uh, just it, it was it was great. It was I got exactly what I asked for. I wondered what the Appalachian Trail was like to hike, you know, seventy years ago, uh, eighty years ago. Well, it probably looked more like what I just did. Hmm. Yep. So no no people, no through hikers, um, no trail magic. Of, no trail magic, just fire roads, people looking at you funny. I got chased. This guy, the shirtless guy chased me with a stick. That was interesting. Um, I mean, it was... <laughs> wow. Um, so, Layla, you, you know, were the trail magic. I was the trail magic every single, single week. We, That's right. We, he got a box of, you know, food and supplies. And it, 
I, I think it's common knowledge at this point. Every single box gets at least one handwritten letter from me in there. Just like, you know, a little bit of something, a little bit of that human connection and not just food. Uh, I right. have four kids and they would draw pictures and put those things in yeah. and just something to try to like bring a little bit of home, even yeah, though, I, you know, our house is not his home, but just something. Mm hmm. Yeah, and I, it means so much. I mean, I carried pictures of people. Uh, people sent in photos and uh, that were coming into the APT, like learning about it and then communicating with us. And they sent in pictures and friends sent in pictures. And Layla made double-sided laminated collage so I could carry it in my pack. And I'd take it out every night, you know, at camp. Um, and those little things made a, a big difference because I really, I, it's, I could not have done this alone like this again if i tried it's not possible to like not see a backpacker for five thousand miles at a time but the pandemic and the situation that came up so um so really yeah, a lot to me i can't even imagine like that's so you definitely need to write a book um like that's if anyone needs to write a book it's you that's absolutely amazing and i can't even imagine what that must have been like um like tumbles was saying your mental state like the fact that you got through that is incredible so then how did you start where did you end up because i know you had to come off trail for a while yeah where did you end up and then how did you start heading west once you got through most of the appalachians okay so when i got up into pennsylvania i realized i wasn't going to be able to use um new england like I had already backpacked through New England for years, so it wasn't informative for the project, okay. to be honest with you. Um, it would have been fun to go do. Uh, it would have been fun to learn more. There's always more to learn. It's not like I know everything up there. But I already have an idea. Like, I already had an idea of what I wanted to do in New England. And so, rest assured, we will be going to New, New England and probably to Canada. So, um, so don't worry we're coming your way. Yes. I know there's been a lot of concern about that. <laughs> certainly are. Just hang on there. All right. And I, and I know it's confusing with the map, um, but uh, it's coming. And then whenever we put it on the map, you'll see it within the year, or when, you know, however that progresses. So don't worry. New England, I know you're not there. You're going to be there. We're not going to leave you out. Uh, same with Florida. Same with Florida. So, just that was the decision that I had to make at the time. I was kind of forced into it. It felt like the right thing to do, too. So I headed uh, west. I caught the Buckeye Trail and then caught that to the North Country Trail and headed over to North Dakota, um, where that's where I took a break um, right. in North Dakota. So like around the Bismarck area, that's where I went back home. Um, and then I left this May and picked up back in North Dakota um and went for a couple thousand miles and for a couple months and ended in washington so so um so he hit the end of the western terminus of the north country trail and then made his own routes to get up towards glacier yeah so that's going to ask you go through well, glacier national park yeah so that's part of the work that i did this past summer is bringing up like how do you connect the western terminus of the north country trail in north dakota over to the Continental Divide Trail to the Pacific Northwest Trail or however you want to go proceed west from there because there's a bunch of different ways to do it. So there's a lot of different ways to do that. <laughs> and uh, I was able to like 
make some partners this past summer that have the same similar idea that I have and they're local and they're North Dakotians and they're Montanans and they're going to build it. And there's already a trail organization that exists there in Montana. And so uh, that's a pretty big gap between Glacier and the West Western terminus. I don't know what it is, if it's 1500 miles or however it would be, but I have a route and we can do it. So, um, and with some more input, we'll be able to close that. And, you know, we are just trying to conserve as much of the resources as we can. And also it's not as important to us that people can do long distance hikes. We think that's great, but a lot of these trail sections connect small villages and communities. And so I picture this more as like people that are walking, um, people that are hiking, people that are backpacking or section hiking or families are taking a picnic or getting out of their car when the road crosses it and taking a picture by the sign, all of that, because that's what we do with our national scenic trails. We love them. And my understanding is that our trails are getting busier and busier each year. And, and there's need for expansion there. And that's part of, you know, why I haven't committed to um, using some of the busier routes. So like I haven't committed to the Pacific Crest Trail necessarily right. mm-hmm. um, or the Appalachian Trail. That's not our, we're conservationists. So like basically you have to manage a resource. So would, like in my mind, coming from that perspective, it doesn't make any sense for us to channel traffic into already areas that are already beyond limit. You know, it might seem sexy or cool for some people, like how it connects and how it happens, but the effect on the backcountry experience and the land and the wildlife there, the flora and the fauna, I think it's better that we have this land. And do you know how many countries you can fit inside of our country? Lots. Uh, (laughs) I looked at a map the other day and it had all these countries jammed into ours. It's really cool. And I think that that almost because of that very fact, we almost have like a responsibility, I think, because there are people coming from all over the world to hike on our trails now because they can do distance here. They can stay here for a month and hike if they want to. They can't do that. Uh, and many countries, even countries with beautiful mountain ranges around the world, because they simply just don't have the space or it's been overdeveloped. They had it, but now it's gone. So for us, you know, we're trying to find a way in which we protect resources by the interest in them by recreationists. But at the same time, don't put them in a situation where it's going to affect their backcountry experience or overpopulate an area that's already washed out. You know, it's already spent. Yeah, to create a trail, you don't really understand how much goes into into it. It's not just cutting trail. It's thinking Mm -hmm. about all of the resources along the way. So yeah, very good perspective to have. We get a lot of questions about like, well, are there shelters? Are there water sources? (laughs) Because, you know, if your experience is the AT and there's shelters every eight to 10 miles and there's a water source, unless you're in Pennsylvania, you know, like every three or four miles, that's what people are expecting. And so we always have to kind of go back to them and go, well, we're not at that stage Yes, we have that in the back of our head so that you can go out and enjoy this, but that's that's not where we're at yet. Yeah, that's that so. being said, there's something, you know, you all both go out and, and hike section hike on the AT. 
there's time and that's essentially what I do as well. And there's times when I go out and I'm like, there are so many people here. I'm out here because I want to be by myself. I don't really want to deal with people. I just want to be alone. And there's, I don't want to be at this shelter area where there's 15 other people. I don't want to make small talk. I just want to get in my tent and have quiets. So there's going to be sections on this trail where that's what, what you're going to have the opportunity to do. So conserving this extra land gives you some more of that backcountry experience that you're not getting on these overpopulated trails. Fantastic. Um, we were, you know, hike your own hikes. So definitely understand avoiding the AT during the pandemic. We did not. I mean, we were smart about it, but we were out there and it was very, very enjoyable to have a very limited number of people out there. And as we were hiking, we were actually very glad, like you're saying, it gave the AT at least in 2020, it gave the trail a break. And we started to see just that one year gap of far less people. Um, the trail starting to shrink because you have the vegetation start to creep back in because it's not being constantly crushed. And it was really fantastic to see that. Um, so there's got to be some sort of balance between getting people out there to enjoy it and not destroying it because there are sections of the AT that just are a complete mess because there's too much foot traffic. And you're going to have that on, on any trail. So, yeah. and, you know, and so that's not necessarily a critique of them or the work we're doing, but, uh, you know, I, I think for future generations, what a great gift we can leave for them. Uh, the Appalachian Trail was left for me. Okay, yes, Benton, absolutely. Benton Mackay didn't get to see his finished trail before he died. It keeps changing anyways, right? Quincy yep. Clark didn't on the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, they started with, you know, without a history lesson. It's like the Appalachian Trail, when it begins, what is it? It's uh, some trails in the Smoky Mountains. The Shenandoah, the um, Shenandoah Trail doesn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. There's, there's trails up in... Pennsylvania, there's stuff in the White Mountains. There's all these trails all over the place. There's more not trail than than there is, and um, that's where that's, you begin. And, and that's, that's what you're doing right now. That's where we're at. This is yes, that, that is this point in history right now that's happening. So we are because we're also history people. So we are so glad that we found out about this so mm-hmm. that we can you know track your progress and you know see this from the beginning. That's going to be incredible. This is your chance to become a part of history. We've all been a yep. part of history with the pandemic that, you know, most of us would care not to be. This is something to celebrate and enjoy. It, mean, it is our it is our family. It is our community. Any anything you see, you'll hear me talk about the APT family because we are we really are a family. Everybody that's a part of us. It's it's amazing to see what they've done to step up to support Rue and then to support the organization and everything that we're hoping to do. Oh, that's so exciting. I mean, it's it's a loaded question, but what is the next step for you guys? <laughs> uh, it, it's oh, always, man. Yeah, it's always <laughs> the same with us. I mean, we I have ideas of what I want to do this spring and summer. Right. Um, uh, I would like, <laughs> well, yeah, it's a pretty great question. There's going to be more backpacking in the spring and summer. I will be out scouting. There's nothing wrong know. with that. That's always okay. great. <laughs> okay. Um, and I will be picking up uh, the APT in Washington at the Pacific Crest Trail. Um, and so I, there's nothing 
there's nothing virgin with me returning back to Bend, uh, like that I haven't backpacked, but I'm going to hike that last section into Bend and we'll have uh, this big celebration. Have a big party. Have a big party. Long overdue. And then all uh, invited. And then organization wise, you know, we just started our membership. Uh, We've been around for over a year, but we recently started a membership that's going great. We have members from other countries and we call them builders. And we have uh, builders from over 20 states in the United States now. So um, we're growing this organization, getting the legs really underneath it. And then uh, I do some backpacking this summer. And then from there, we just continue to um, expand. You know, and for me, uh, what that's going to look like is more scouting and uh, and administrative work and public, you know, public appearances, that sort of thing. And for Layla, it's kind of like this summer and spring, she'll be back to see. We have to put on these different hats when I go on trail. So then I go from executive director to pro backpacker and then. Layla has still has to do everything she's already doing, but then she has to be my support and sends like, you know, my support while I'm on trail. So, um, so that's support what happens. Is more than just packages. Support is yeah. those oh, those phone calls. It, it, it's we had all these ABT events this summer. We had people coming to. We made events out of packing these boxes and making food and, and all of this and. Um, invariably at some point he would call during that and I would have to step away. So there's people making things and I'm having a phone call with him about whatever it is that it, that he needed at the moment. So support is not only just that, that physical thing and like, what are we doing about this and and those things, but that emotional support and all of that, because, you know, I haven't been there from day one, but I've been there now for gosh, about two years and we've been through, quite a lot so he knows he can call me at any time you know that's my phone will ring if he calls at 2 a.m it'll ring through and 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 like going further like uh go ahead and check on our social media we did have a shelter built (laughs) we do have a shelter we did we do have one shelter i forgot about that yes yes thank you buck it's in in michigan um amazing uh thank you buck and so um (laughs) <laughs> what happens from here is the satellites. So it's going to take each state. I mean, these, these, uh, this trail is going to be built not by the conference or organization necessarily. It's going to be built, built by the people that live there, just like the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, I was going to say, the that's, states you know, and the regions. You have conference, yep, like, little conferences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, so the satellites is what's next mm-hmm. after we build some membership here and get some legs underneath us is how we want to start doing that and how what the regions are going to look like and uh who's going to be uh volunteer coordinators um who's going to be keeping the lights on in those different areas so that's what's next for oh us. great i yeah. mean have you ever thought about maybe visiting some of the the trail days um the pct has their trail days at has their trail days to promote the trail Down the I- list. I don't really have time besides backpacking. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> no, but, but that's just like the last two and a half years. I mean, and also there's been a pandemic, but I mean, we've wanted to attend stuff that just, I mean, we've been dealing with this pandemic and you, and if you, some people in this country live in an area where there's no, um, like, uh, what do I want to say? Prohibitions or, um, restrictions. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then other places it's like, 
you know, I live in Oregon and we've been shut down a lot over the course of the pandemic. So, um, but I think, you know, that'd be great. I haven't, yeah. See, great. Yes. See us it's, on, it's on our list. It's on the list. If I'm not, if I'm not on, on trail, if I'm not on trail, we can send Layla. I mean, if I'm on trail, we can send Layla or someone just else. Send me, right. <laughs> we'd love to see, we'd love to see everyone there. I don't know why I had to answer it that way. Yeah. See you there. If you, if you're out on the Appalachian trail, you will generally find me with like stickers and that's, I'm always talking people up that way. It was it was really funny when the pandemic, you know, was was getting a little better and, you know, like maybe it was June 2020 and he's backpacked all this time by himself. And I decide I'm going to do a one night out to like Cove Mountain Shelter or something in PA. And I see like, I don't know, 25, 30 backpackers. I'm passing out stickers, telling everybody. And he's like, I've been out for months and I haven't seen that many people. You go out for one night and you see yeah. all these people. Well, yeah, like you said, it started to get better um, over that summer. And then um, the bubble was weird on the AT, you know, that year. It was it was just people did a lot of flip-flopping. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it makes sense that you would run into people in PA at that time of year. Um, we are almost at an hour already, and I feel like we didn't even scratch the surface. So if you guys are willing, I uh, would love to have you back on to hear more about, um, you know, Arizona and more, like you said, Rue, the, the gory details that you wanted to skip, I would like to get into if you guys would like to come back on. <laughs> but I do want to hit a couple of more points before we let you go. So how do you join um, the the organization like how do you i'm assuming through your website how does that work so how can people join and how can people help you if you head to our website so american perimeter trail.org uh there's a link right at the top that says become a member it's 35 dollars for the year if you don't have 35 dollars, which we totally understand we have a payment plan so it's six dollars every other month um we take contributions as well we have a store up so we have some things for sale that are in stock right now we have things that are up for pre-order and then when he goes back on our trail we always have an amazon wish list so that's how we feed him off the amazon wish list and then we usually have a sign up for trail angels so that we can plan rest days and things for him that way and the conference is a nonprofit 501c3, so all contributions made to directly to the conference are tax deductible. Good to know. <laughs> like a service public announcement. Yes, thank you. No, that's important, though. <laughs> it is. That is definitely important. Um, and then, unless Tumbles, you have anything else, we uh, like to wrap up with... If you guys each want to tell an interesting trail story, uh, we blatantly are ripping off another podcast with this segment. Literally just a trail tale. Yeah, Layla, I was going to let you jump in there. Oh, you boy. <laughs> you probably have recent stories. Um, yeah, my most recent um, APT hike, actually. So we were out and decided to do... Uh, myself and well, I, I gave my first trail name. So our, our, our member, he's now known as Miniature. He's six three for reference. <laughs> <laughs> we can't Makes go sense. with an, right. You can't go anything with obvious. So we decide we're going to do Northern New Jersey and you know kind of dance along the New York border up there. And this was 
mid-November, we stop for lunch and I'm filtering water and all of that. And we realize like it seems to be getting colder, not just because we stopped, look at the forecast and realize there's rain in the forecast. Uh, great. So we throw our rain stuff on and we're climbing up and it's the rain comes and the wind comes in that section. If you're at all familiar with it, you're just up. You're up above the tree line. It's rocky. Yep. Well, and now it's slick because it's raining and then it starts to hail. So there's, there's rain, there's thunder, there's lightning, and now it's hailing on us and there's nowhere to go. And all we can do is kind of look at each other and go, well, we know we should get down the tree line, but you can't because you're just up on these big blocks and there's nowhere to go. And I'm like, we'll just keep plowing along. I don't know how long it hailed on us. Finally, the hail quit, the rain kept up and then the rain quit and then it was the wind. And it was just this brutal wind. It was gorgeous other than this brutal wind. And we're just freezing and hiking along. And somehow, I I usually don't trip and fall when I hike. I fell more times on that trip than I have ever fallen in my life. You were tumbles. Well done. Right, right. And I had told him, I was like, it'll be fine. Step, step, slip, step, step, slip. Because all the leaves had just come down. So you didn't know where anything was. And it's wet. And it was just this crazy, crazy thing. We finally got into the shelter that night and just were both cold and we're miserable. Except we're having a blast. It was quite type too fun so it was it, it was quite an experience i've i've hiked in rain before i've hiked in thunder i've hiked in lightning i've never hiked in all of it at once with the cold Bus temperatures hail. and the hail hail that was a new one well you made it through well done we did we did no frostbite <laughs> nothing yeah, I always get to hear, like, really cool stories when Layla goes out. It's always different, especially with the different people. You know, there's, like, a different person that joins her every time. So it's always fun to hear about them as well. Tumbles, I would love for you to come because I would like the backpack with a female. Everybody that go. comes on our APT trips is male. So it's always me and some other guy. Let's let's do it. You're <laughs> in Philly. We're not far. I am up nice. for it. Sweet. Nice. Um. You know, I was just thinking about maybe something I could share from the Appalachian Trail that ties into the American Perimeter Trail as well. I remember when through hiking the Appalachian Trail that I, I don't know why I was a, like a little bit more bright eyed. I think you were young. On this one. It was new. Well, yeah, <laughs> now you're yeah, hardened. <laughs> yeah, now I'm hardened. Um, but uh, one of my hikes on the Appalachian Trail, I remember like talking with someone and having this was during um this would have been my through hike of the Appalachian Trail and I was talking with this backpacker and we had heard this like massive tree fall in the woods and I was like ah I'd just be neat to have seen that you know and um he said yeah that's what I want to see out here too I don't know why we were just had a romantic notion about it, probably reading too much throw throw or or, or something like that at the time. And uh, so I was like, yeah, I'd love to see I'd love to see like a, a crashing tree. And it's not that I'd never seen one. This is just how it came down. And I got my wish, but it was a day before I summited Mount Katahdin. Uh, I was sleeping in my hammock and during a really, um, you know, during a storm, I hadn't quite fallen asleep, I don't believe. And um, a tree fell across my hammock and, oh, wow. uh, and uh, knocked me down to the ground. 
hurt me really bad. And I've been backpacking by myself, but I ran into these people who were also finishing the Appalachian Trail. Um, and at night, they would all go into their, like, this big dome tent. They weren't all, they didn't start together. They had met along the way. And uh, they play Yahtzee inside the dome tent. So they were all in there. And I, uh, <laughs> I climbed out from underneath the hammock. It took some doing. And it's in a thunder and lightning storm or what of have course. you. And, and I walked a couple hundred yards or wherever it was over to their tent because I'm hurt really bad. And I can't physically set my shelter back up because I'm hurt. So I go back to the dome tent and I'm like, hey, guys. And they can just see me. I mean, they can't see me. They can just hear me. They're inside the tent. And uh, there's probably five or six of them. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, hey, a tree just fell on me. And then it went silent for like a minute. Um, and they kind of just went on with what they were doing because they thought I was, they didn't know me and they thought I was joking around. <laughs> and okay. finally, one of, finally, one of them came out and said, did you seriously have a tree fall? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm hurt. There was like stuff all over me. My, like, I looked like a tree just fell on me. So, um, so we went back over and we got set up and I like, I finished, you know, I finished the Appalachian trail, but it was, it was painful. It was worth it. But just like my ribs and my back, it was a bad deal. Your um, wish came I was, true. I was lucky. My wish came true. And then I won't go into the details of it, but it came true again <laughs> in Ohio Mm -hmm. On the American Perimeter Trail. Yep. Again, it wasn't a tree I tied to. I look for Widowmakers if I can, but I hike into the night all the time. A really bad storm. I was trying to take cover in a hammock. I took cover. I was asleep. I woke up 16 <laughs> hours later not knowing what the heck happened, um, except I thought I broke my ribs and my shoulder felt like it was dislocated. Uh, my neck was out of whack. And I broke my toe. Um, and like I said, I was out. I was clean out the whole next day. I woke up the next afternoon. Like, you know, normally I get up at like four in the morning. I'm like waking up at like four in the afternoon. Just not sure what what happened. I mean, I got my bell ring. So wow. uh, they say they say third they say third time's a charm. So oh God. Well, hope hopefully not. not. <laughs> hopefully not, because that was a yeah. fun phone call. Yeah, you said that was in called. Ohio? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was on it was on the Buckeye Trail, running up to the North Country Trail in Ohio. I mean, people don't <laughs> underestimate Ohio. Ohio can kill no. you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Ohio, I survived Ohio. <laughs> Make T-shirts, sell them at the uh, APT store. That's right. That's right. You got it. <laughs> wow. Did you have to um on your AT when the a tr the tree fell on you. Did you have to take a zero the next day? Like you said, you were hurt. Like, were you able to limp through it or? I, li I limped through it. It was mostly okay. like my ribs and my back. I don't know if I got some separation or cracked them. I had broken my ribs a couple times in my life. It felt like that. Um, so you somebody you know, with them. possibly broken ribs. That's amazing. <laughs> it's po I mean, it's yeah, it's possible. I did way worse <laughs> on the APT, but it's like... Um, not like I don't wear it as a badge of honor. It's just like life, <laughs> life happens. You could and do I a whole podcast <laughs> on the things that have happened to him on the APT and it would still probably take about three or four hours. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like if anyone needs to write a book, Rue, it is, it is you. 
<laughs> I'm not even scratching the surface here. Maybe, and so maybe someday, but um, I have a lot of work to do at the conference before I uh, uh, get into that business. So it's coming. He'll write a book. <laughs> well, if you guys are willing, like I said, we would love to have you back to hear some more stories, get into some details of things that you haven't been able to mention. Um, and I have about a hundred questions that I just thought of through our conversation tonight, but, um, we've kept you for more than an hour at this point. So we'll wrap it up. Uh, can you guys give us your promotion, your Instagram, the website again, everything, yeah, everything else where people can reach you, help you and be part of this organization. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as American Perimeter Trail. We have a YouTube channel. Same thing. Just Google American Perimeter Trail. You can find some very entertaining videos of Rue on there. And if you are new to us there, um, get a little catch up. Watch our one year and our two year anniversaries um, on the trail. So you can watch the map progression and kind of see everything that, that he's done summed up in some videos there. Also, when you're watching those, enjoy some lovely music that Rue did. So all the background music on our YouTube videos has been made by Rue. Just a little side note. A renaissance Um, man. Yes. (laughs) And then our main website is AmericanPerimeterTrail.org. And you will find how to become a member. You'll find blog posts from all of us on there, our store, and everything's right there. Yeah, I've, I have looked on your website a couple of times now, and it is lovely. Thank so, you. <laughs> everyone, please, 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 if you were just thinking about it before, please go and join the American Perimeter Trail Organization. It is an awesome one to join. We are going to be joining momentarily. At least I know I am. Uh, but anyway, if there's anything, nothing else, uh, as per standard folks, love us and like us, uh, I'm going to mention actually Apple Podcasts first, because I always mention our socials, and that always gets muddied in, and we, we remember, oh yeah, we're actually on Apple Podcasts, so please give us a, a five-star review if, if you are so inclined, leave us a little note. Uh, find us on the gram uh, at rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. We are on the TikTok. I think Cranky just uploaded a new video on TikTok because we yes. are millennials. Um, <laughs> we are rocks underscore roots underscore podcast. And uh, I guess other than that, that was a wonderful hour plus with y'all. Thank you so much for joining us. Had a great time chatting. And we will definitely catch up next year, perhaps before, Rue, you go back on your, your uh, scouting mission. And uh, without further ado, talk to you soon. Ciao.